G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Over the years, there's been some very significant campaigns, as you might remember, to try and clean up the messages that we see in billboard advertising. Well, as a parent, you know the awkward moments driving past some sexualized billboard sign that presents images and values that are contrary to your own values or the values that you have as a parent, passing on those to your children in what is very much a hyper-sexualized world. Well, one organization that has continued a relentless battle against the sexualization of girls and women is Collective Shout. Now, they're now working towards some form of uniform legislation across the states all over Australia to outlaw degrading messages in public places. Our special guest through this coming hour, Melinda Tankard-Reist, is an author, a speaker, an advocate for women and girls. She leads Collective Shout and is joining us now. Melinda, a special welcome along to 2020. It's always a pleasure to be with you, Neil, and we appreciate your interest in our campaign. Uh, this is a little bit like campaigns that have been uh, capturing the interest of our listeners for some time, and uh, you'll be familiar too, uh, Melinda, with uh, the idea of keeping the outdoors G-rated, which was uh, yeah. something that Wendy Francis was uh, leading up, and, uh, and that continues yeah. even uh, to this day. But you have uh, taken a special interest here in the organisation known as Wicked Campers, What's so bad about Wicked Campers? Well, Wicked Campers are a van hire company, uh, particularly uh, reaching the backpacker market in Australia. And Wicked Campers are notorious for the uh, sexually explicit, uh, degrading, sexually suggestive slogans plastered over many of their camper vans. So uh, we believe that these vans are spreading uh, hatred of women. Uh, we call them mobile uh, misogyny. And it's time that they, that they were stopped in their tracks. We don't want them on our roads spreading messages that are harmful to women and girls especially. Now, Melinda, as I understand it, uh, some of these explicit slogans on the side of these vans uh, even advocates rape and murder. Uh, that's yes. pretty significant. Uh, it's a serious sort of uh, issue to be having on a public billboard that's travelling yes. down the highway. It certainly is, Neil, and it's hard to believe, isn't it, that at a time in our history where we're having a significant and much-needed a debate on uh, the scourge that is violence against women, when we're finally talking about the drivers of violence against women, the, the contributing uh, permission-giving uh, beliefs that uh, fuel violence against women, that these camper vans uh, could be driving around with messages like, a wife and attachment you screw on the bed to get the housework done, just to give you one example. 
Uh, so we have those examples of, of rape and, and violence, uh, assaulting of women, and, you know, we're supposed to think this is funny. How is it possible in this day and age that these vans can keep getting away with it? I'll tell you how they get away with it. The problem is that even where complaints are upheld by ad standards, the company does continues to flout the rulings. A lot of people aren't aware that there are no fines for non-compliance. The Ad Standards Board has no powers of enforcement. So companies like Wicked Campers can continue to ignore the rulings and get away with it. So the system is broken and Wicked benefits from that. Uh, Let's talk some more about the slogans and a little forewarning to listeners that there might be some... Uh, issues uh, with the sorts of language that is used here and I just want to say too that our team has posted some of the images displaying the messages used by Wicked Campers and uh, for listeners they'll be able to go onto our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash vision radio and scroll through. I'm told the least confronting ones are first and they get more confronting as you go uh, but let's talk about some of these slogans and uh, with that little bit of uh, forewarning that uh, some of these might be very distasteful but uh, let us in on on some of these slogans that have been most concerning to you melinda well the themes that most concern us are those which degrade women which present women as objects for sexual gratification which suggest that coercion is amusing, which um, suggests that women should be subjected to uh, degrading sexual acts and practices. What we know from global research on the subject is that messages like this uh, contribute to a diminished view of women's competence, morality and humanity. That's why this issue is so serious. And it's not just these vans on their own. It's a cumulative influence of the messages on the vans, the messages on billboards, in advertising, in in many music videos, uh, which contribute to this diminished view of women's competence, morality and humanity. And we know throughout history that women, when women are seen, or any group is seen as less than human, they uh, are likely subjected to a raft of human rights violations against them. And that's why we have taken on uh, Wicked in a very specific campaign. Uh, We have a petition. And we also have had some good news uh, recently. The uh, Wollomba Music Festival, uh, the uh, head of that festival, Adrian Buckley, uh, banned Wicked Campers from entering that significant festival. And we commended him for that action. We also have seen... Legislation now moved and passed in two Australian states, that's Queensland and Tasmania, and one territory, that's the ACT, to disallow Wicked from registering in those states where they have not complied with ad standards rulings. And tomorrow is significant in South Australia. South Australian supporters have the opportunity to contact their MPs in the lead-up to a debate on a bill that would achieve the same thing. It's been introduced by... Uh, the Shadow Minister for St- Status of Women, uh, Katrine Hildyard, she has interview- introduced a private members bill to bring South Australia in line. So if we could have this replicated around the country, uh, Wicked might finally uh, get the message. We need legislative action because they have not complied uh, with ad standards rulings. 
Let's just come back to something you were saying about our culture, Melinda, because when we talk about wicked campers and, you know, we are singling them out today, but as you say, uh, they're a part of what is a wider issue. There's a lot of different ways that that, uh, that the uh, issues of sexualization of girls and women are exploited in Australia. Uh, the culture has some issues here, and perhaps you might always uh, think that you, you know you'll never uh, you'll never reform the whole culture, but you've got to actually make an effort to do that. Uh, it's a big That's challenge true. that is ahead, and you might think that Australia has a wonderful culture of uh, gender equality in one sense, but uh, you're you're saying this culture has got a long way to go to to reform. Absolutely, Neil. If you walk through your Westfield shopping centres today you will see sexually explicit, pornified portrayals of women in the shop window of uh, a sex store called Honey Birdette in family shopping malls throughout the country. And we've documented that uh, for some time. You can find evidence on our Collective Shout uh, Facebook page and Collective Shout website and also my website. And these highly pornified portrayals of women in explicit uh, positions, uh, sexually suggestive uh, positions are seen in the shopping malls where families walking past, kids are walking past. Uh, we have evidence of teen boys describing what they'd like to do to the women in these pictures, uh, filming the pictures, etc. And we don't quite understand how, for example, a company like Centre Group, which owns Westfield and prides itself as being a male champion for change. Now, the male champions are committed to addressing sexism in their workplaces, sexism at every level of society. That's what they commit to. And yet the CEO, Peter Allen of Centre Group, is a male champion of change, which allows these uh, explicit promotions, these explicit um, depictions of women uh, in family shopping malls. So you can't have it both ways. It's total hypocrisy to call yourself a male champion and uh, to allow those, those portrayals, which again contribute to a lesser view of women and girls. So we've been taking on uh, Westfield over that issue as well. Uh, and many other companies, you know, we have multiple ongoing campaigns. And we had a big win at the end of last year with a company, a global shopping app called Wish, W-I-S-H. Uh, and this is a pretty distressing and disturbing, uh, Neil, so just a warning here for your listeners. Yep. And many will find this hard to believe that Wish was selling um, child sexual abuse dolls, so replica children in doll form, uh, life-size replica children uh, and uh, as sex, do- sex toys. And uh, it's hard to believe, isn't it? And one of our colleagues, Melinda Leshevsky, got on to one of the uh, funders, the early funders of the Wish shopping app and said, is this what you intended to fund? He said no. And the next day, all those dolls were removed from this uh, global shopping site. Now, while that's a great victory, isn't it hard to believe that we would even have to fight for that, Neil? It is hard to believe that we have to fight for that. And uh, let me just bring you to something important here for a conversation like this, Melinda, Mm. Uh, because Mm. there is a well worn uh, idea and, uh, you know, you look around and you say, this is obvious, But the saying, sex sells, and there'll always be a a sexuality about the way that people will present their products in the marketplace. 
but let me just get your thoughts because I, and I know that you can't you can't really do away with that. that that's going to be something that ad people will always take into consideration when they're planning marketing uh, programs for all sorts of products but yep. you can take that well, to a degree to that let me say two things it's not sex that's selling here it's it's the sexualization the pornification the sexual yes. sexually degrading representation of women that's what's being sold so the whole slogan sex sells, sells is actually a misnomer because we're not actually seeing sex we're not seeing uh that at all and certainly not healthy sexuality what we're seeing is a particular sexualized trail of women suggesting women are sexual objects that's what's being sold here the second thing to say is that there's research you can find it on our website that actually counters that cliche that actually says actually it doesn't uh, times have changed surely there are more creative ways of advertising a product than adorning it with semi-naked portrayals of women. Uh, and, that, you know, a shift is, is happening. It's overdue, of course, uh, for, towards corporate social responsibility, that corporates have a responsibility to care for their community, to care for their customers, uh, to care, you know, for the environment, uh, for the safety of the community. And this is often in their ethics statements. If you look at the ethics statements of some of the companies I've spoken about today, uh, they claim all of those things. They want to be seen as good global citizens, but they're not. And so that's why we have to bring them into line and uh, say, you can't get away with this. Uh, we are going to rise up against you. We're not going to support you. We're not going to buy from you. And we're representing thousands of people now who feel the same way. That's why we have our annual cross them off your Christmas list list. Uh, you can check out the companies that we boycotted over Christmas. And that's an ongoing list. It doesn't just end at Christmas, you know. So have a look there at the companies uh, that are repeat corporate offenders and you can make an ethical decision today not to support them. Every time you shop there, it's a vote of support. Stop shopping there and look for alternatives. Honour to you, Melinda Tankard-Reist, because while we're talking about advertising standards here, uh, wicked campers, uh, billboards, the sorts of things you'll see when you're walking through the shopping centre, there's a alignment to what community standards might be. And so what we perhaps are seeing is a, a degeneration of ad standards because there's a degeneration of community standards. So you've really got to work with the whole community, haven't you? We do work with the whole community and we do think that the, the bulk of the community actually is on our side. This is kind of the silent uh, majority and we are trying to activate that silent majority and say, uh, you have a voice here. Your voice counts. We've seen some victories because of one person speaking out. Some of those victories have happened in 24 hours or less. Uh, so we will help equip you and empower you to speak out and that's why, you know, Every individual that supports us at Collective Shout is the collective in Collective Shout. We don't exist without our supporter base. So the more voices speaking out, the stronger we can be. And we think it's time to say that the vested interests of corporations, advertisers and marketers should not come before the well-being of the community, particularly women and particularly children who are especially vulnerable to these highly pornified messages. So that's our, our bottom line, and we'll be taking that message into uh, the forthcoming federal election. Great opportunity for your listeners to influence candidates, to ask their candidates, what are they going to do? 
to reform a broken system, which is leading to demonstrable harm, physical harm, mental harm, emotional harm. And uh, your listeners uh, would probably resonate with, you know, the spiritual harm being done as well. So this is a whole of community approach. It takes a village to raise a child and we'd love people to get involved in our, our forthcoming campaign. Ask your candidate, what are they doing to address a broken advertising regulatory regime? It doesn't work. We've proven it. There's no fines. There's no forcing compliance. Uh, they're flouting. The companies are flouting the system. And what are they also going to do about uh, the exposure of kids to pornography? Average age of first exposure is 11. Uh, we would like to see some proof of age requirements so that kids can't enter torture porn, rape porn and sadism sites on their first click of a button. Uh, so there'll be two of the asks we'll be taking into the forthcoming federal election. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. We're talking about wicked campers today, notorious for their sexually explicit slogans and imagery, even advocating rape and murder. But they're still on the road in so many states around Australia. Our special guest this hour, and we're talking through these issues and the deeper issues of the sexualization of girls and women, Melinda Tankard-Reist. She's an author, a speaker, advocate for women and girls, and leads the organisation called Collective Shout. Uh, Melinda, there are some significant things to draw attention to, and we've already mentioned some, but I want to come back to something that is particularly important, and it has to do with advertising standards. Now, Ad Standards has, as I understand it, upheld complaints against Wicked Campers' slogans and the images they have on the vans more than 80 times. Now, let me just say that one more time, more than 80 times, but no power to enforce rulings no penalties, and the company just gets to ignore every notice. Now, this is inconceivable, and this is where you're believing that Australians are going to rise up and say enough is enough. Well, you've highlighted the the key issue here, Neil, and that's that ad standards are a toothless tiger. If 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 a complaint can be upheld, complaints can be upheld 80 times, and then there's no difference. Nothing changes. Nothing happens. These vans keep driving around with their wicked slogans all over them, harming women, harming girls, giving boys damaging ideas about what women and girls are good for, what they exist for, laughing at degradation of women, suggesting that sexist uh, jokes are normal and funny and we should all be uh, laughing. Then what is ad standards for? What does it exist? For who is being benefited here? That's why we have been arguing for years that the system is broken and needs to change. They've had their chance. They've failed. We need a new system now, a co-regulatory system, where we have expert input from child development experts, from mental health experts, from uh, experts in uh, the status of women and the harms to women of this kind of advertising. We have the research on it now, a global body of research testifying to the harms of these messages, to the welfare of women and girls especially, and to boys' ideas. So what is that standards for? Like it's a waste of time if you're going to keep making these rulings that continue to be ignored. 
Melinda, you're in Canberra today and you're going yep. to be talking to federal politicians. We've mentioned that this is primarily a state issue and some states mm. have responded and others are dragging mm. their feet. What mm. good can you do in Canberra talking to federal politicians? Well, I'm here uh, engaging, having a number of meetings and looking at you know where uh, there are a federal, a federal response and that is in terms of uh, changes to advertising standards and changes to uh, the way the porn industry is allowed to um, prey on our children with no uh, mandatory filters, with, with no proof of age requirements. Certainly with Wicked Campers, yes, we are looking at a state issue there with our roads ministers. And so if you're in a state where uh, these camper vans are still driving around uh, unregulated, unrestricted, uh, then get on to your MPs. So the, the states that have done the right thing are Queensland, uh, Tasmania and uh, the Territory of the ACT. Uh, we're keeping an eye on what's going to happen in South Australia tomorrow. We have a gathering on the steps of the South Australian Parliament and our supporters there have been uh, lobbying the roads minister, uh, lobbying the, their own MPs uh, to get an outcome. But if you're in Victoria, for example... Uh, Victoria has not moved on this issue. We need Victoria and the state of Victoria to come into line here and show that they genuinely care about the status of women, which they say uh, they do. So we need to act at federal level and at state level uh, on these issues. And you're engaging in a battle, I think I can hear in you, that you know you can win. And a couple of Facebook comments that have come through, one from George, Another one from Lynn, both reflecting the idea that in New Zealand they had some of these same issues with wicked campers and yeah. uh, reflecting that uh, that they've gotten rid of them. So this is a winnable yeah. battle. New Zealand's been fantastic on this and uh, we've also, also seen some local councils speak out as well, such as in, uh, in Byron Bay, which has been very encouraging. Uh, so councils can take action uh, as well. So, yes, it is good to uh, to know that victory is possible. Uh, we don't always know if we're going to win or not. But you know what? At least history recalled that we gave it a good go. You know, yeah. At least we, we died trying. Uh, and that's the thing. Uh, so we, we'd love uh, your listeners to, to get on board to help us out here. Uh, signing a petition takes less than 60 seconds. Uh, but your name does count. Please don't think your name does not count. It does count. Contacting your MPs, you know, your MPs are there to serve you. You pay for them. You pay their salaries. Give them a call. Send them an email. Get onto their Facebook page. Ask them, what are they doing about ad standards? What are they doing about exposure of porn to children, average age of exposure being 11? What are they doing about wicked campers? You know, you have a voice. You've got to use it. MPs, they talk to each other. They get in the party room. They say, they ask, what are people talking to you about this week? What are they contacting you about? And that's why we need to demonstrate that there is a constituency for change, right? There has to be votes in this or they won't listen. They're interested in votes. And here we have a federal election. Uh, we're living at a time of, um, you know, political uncertainty. We, sometimes we don't know from one day to the next who the prime minister will be. Uh, this is a good time to get into the ear of your MP. So uh, you can be heard and they can pass that on uh, to you, to party leaders, to those who make the decisions on policy within the party uh, and tell them you're not going to vote for them unless they take action. We're taking calls on 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Renita, who is in air in North Queensland. Hello, Renita. Welcome along. Hello. What are Hi. your thoughts? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I just switched on the radio after I come home from work and I 
picked up on, on your conversation and I almost can't believe it. I'm so glad that someone's there um, making it, trying to make a change in this area. But it's not only those wicked campers, it's, it's a lot of those stickers on the back of cars that kids can read very easily that are very wicked. And um, I, I wanted to, to thank thank the people who are making this move. That's really good. Also, um, I did hear that when young boys are introduced to um, these sort of things and older women, um, mental wards... Um, uh, You're making a great comment there, Renita. Let's get a response from Melinda Tankard Reist. Well, it's, a, it's great to have your support. We're really, we're really thankful, and uh, we hope that you'll you'll speak out as well on, on these issues. Uh, I agree, the stickers are a concern as well. Um, there's uh, so, some we've seen in your state actually, which are full size stickers on the back of men's utes uh, that show uh, women bound and gagged and about to be buried. Now, someone has designed this, someone has sold it, and someone has bought this giant sticker and stuck it across the back of their, their ute tray. So when you're driving behind, it's so realistic, it looks like there's actually a woman bound and gagged in the back of the car. Uh, again, why is this acceptable? Why is this, uh, who said this is okay? You know, we all live here. Uh, we all have to try and live together harmoniously. And uh, again, these depictions of women, um, degraded, bound, gagged, vulnerable, about to be buried. How is that possible to have that at the same time as we have the Me Too era, the hashtag Me Too, the hashtag It's Time? Millions of dollars going into violence prevention programs. At the same time, you have the normalization of violence against women in mainstream popular culture, including on stickers on the back of cars and including slogans all over Wicked and the degradation of women in, in shopping malls with the, ascent, uh, with the approval seemingly, of Westfield Centre Group CEOs in those companies. Uh, so that's why we have to act at every level of a society and culture to, to change this, to bring about social change and cultural transformation. Okay, we need to cut across here to thank Renita from AIR in Queensland. We'll be taking more calls after Vision National News. You've also got an idea about how corporate... Uh, people, uh, business people can take on some level of social responsibility here you call it a corporate social responsibility pledge, let us in on what you'd like businesses to do about these sorts of things. Absolutely Neil, well you know for years we've been criticising justly uh, what we would call the, ba the bad guys, the companies who have not shown corporate social responsibility, who have continued to uh, use the bodies of women and girls a for profit who have continued to put their profit motives above the welfare of women, children and the community as a whole. Uh, but we also want to show that we, we can be positive. We want to reach out to those corporates, those companies, those small businesses who don't do those things, who don't want to do those things, who want to operate uh, with integrity and uh, high ethical standards and be rewarded. We want to reward those companies. You know, people are much more conscious now about ethical spending, about where they put their dollar. And so we want to reward the companies that have done the right thing. And uh, for companies interested in this, our corporate pledge is on our website, collectiveshout.org. And it's quite a simple uh, undertaking, a simple statement of intention not to objectify women and sexualize girls to sell stuff, basically, in, in advertising, in marketing, in the actual 
product line. And uh, we're in conversation uh, with some significant companies right now, hoping to make an announcement uh, because, uh, you know, we have fair trade. We have fair trade campaigns. We have campaigns around fair wear, fair threads, fair, fair chocolate, you know, and we support those campaigns. They're fantastic. Uh, we would like our campaigns to be up there with those. Why not? Why shouldn't the sexualization of children, the objectification of women, be considered as important as buying slavery-free chocolate, as, you know, ethical supply chains in uh, other companies. So that's what we're trying and to do there, is to it, have a positive initiative. And as simple as if you're at work now or you work mm. for a boss, uh, simply ask mm. the boss if they've mm. signed up to a corporate social responsibility pledge. And, uh, of course, that'll open yes. the conversation about these sorts of issues. Look, just Absolutely. reflecting some Facebook comments, Kerry says, interesting to see that these are seen as suitable for public eyes and the ones that are local to me most seen as funny, yet I remember not so long back that simply placing a sign supporting marriage, for example, would be reported as offensive. Uh, there is a certain sense, isn't there, that a lot of these sorts of slogans, they capture your imagination and some people will see them as funny. And when it looks funny, it looks harmless. What are your thoughts about that idea? Yeah, well, the research shows that's not true, uh, that sexist jokes is part of a continuum. Sexual jokes, sexual so-called banter is part of a continuum uh, uh, that uh, leads to violence against women. So it's, it's all a contributor. It's all a driving factor uh, that contributed to an idea that women are lesser, that women deserve this treatment. And as I said earlier, for those listeners that have just come in, the, a global meta-analysis, so a meta-analysis examining all of the global research on the subject the most thorough investigation ever done, concluded by saying that sexist portrayals of women leads to, contributes to a, quote, diminished view of women's competence, morality and humanity. So to treat those slogans, those jokes as funny is actually being part of a system of oppression and degradation of women and girls, which leads to real harm in real life. Okay, another comment from Sarah on Facebook says, Disgusting. They're everywhere where I live. Imagine what it's like having a child just learning to read and trying to read what's on those vans. Uh, this comes down to parents and this awkward time that you have when you have children who are reading everything yeah. around them. We don't even have to imagine it because we've had parents tell us that's exactly what has happened. Uh, and uh, one parent uh described how uh, her daughter was in a car with her eight-year-old daughter from memory and in front of her was a slogan about uh, I'm, a, I'm a princess uh, trapped in the body of a slut and this little girl was reading this word uh, reading this wording and asking her uh, mother uh, who uh, what this meant and the mother's like why should I even have to explain it and it was that encounter that prompted a petition uh, that has now led to I haven't looked at it recently, but it was something like um, 90,000, 100,000 signatures. And, and that's what I mean by community concern. Uh, parents are sick of having to explain sexual ideas, sexual concepts to their children at, at ages uh, before they're cognitively equipped to understand those, those ideas and the, and the concepts. But now we have children acting out sexually on other children, including in primary schools. 
um, sexual yep. assaults in primary schools, sexual assaults in the toilets of primary schools, little boys demanding sex acts from little girls at, at lunchtime and recess. And, and that's the influence of a pornified world, a pornified landscape on our children. It's a public health crisis. The consequences are far-reaching. Let's take another exactly. call. We're taking calls on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. Sharon is in Adelaide. Hello, Sharon. Welcome along. Hi. How are you going? Good, Sharon. What are your thoughts? I'm just appalled. I we I haven't been exposed to those vans, but um, just you know, in Adelaide, we have the pictures of. You know, on the shops, with one of them being Honey Burdette, which has, you know, explicit photos of women in scantily dressed underwear. And it's just disgusting. Yeah, and uh, the way that community standards are changing, it's, it's as though people are not noticing that anymore. Is that what your experience has been, Sharon? Yeah, well, I... You're noticing. I, think, I, I definitely think that. You know, the standards have dropped and probably just opened Pandora's box with, you know, um, freedom of speech and all of those things as well. Um, People are not feeling as comfortable to speak out about these things now. Yeah, people thinking twice. A thought or two from you, uh, Melinda? We've got to say we've changed that because a lot of people say to us, we feel brave now. We didn't feel brave before. We thought, was there something wrong with us for feeling this way? You know, parents would write to us and say, uh, we thought we were the only one that felt this way. But now we realise we're not. We're part of thousands of people that feel exactly the same way about Honeybird Ed, about Wicked Campus, and we're going to do something. And your caller just now has a chance to support the MP, uh, Katrina Hildyard, who is moving a private member's bill in her parliament tomorrow, South Australian Parliament. Uh, support her and get on to your MPs and ask, are you going to support this bill to deregister wicked campers in South Australia for their flouting of 80 ad standards rulings? So you have a chance now to do something about it. So let's turn that concern into action. That's that's what counts. Sharon from Adelaide, thank you so much for your call. one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. If you'd like to join in our conversation, let's take a call from Sue in Birkdale in Queensland. Hello, Sue. Oh, hello. Thanks for waiting patiently. Oh, that's okay. Look, I just want to share a story that relates to this subject. Um, just before Christmas, uh, I had I was down at one of our local shopping centres and I was walking along with our two little, my two little grandchildren and there were these big signs advertising mangoes, but the picture was made to look like a pair of women's breasts. And... Mm. Like, there was no hiding that that's what they were supposed to be because my little granddaughter, you know, she's walking up and she said, oh, boobies. And I was just oh. shocked, you know, and I, oh. I went up to the centre management and um, I said to them, look, you know, this is a family, like there's children everywhere here and that is just so inappropriate for kids, you know, to be seeing this and it, there's no, uh, it's, they, they're not trying to hide that that's what it's supposed to be. Oh. And uh, actually, they did take it to a couple of days later because there was two, one at either end of the, the um, shopping centre. And a couple of days later, they were down. They took them down. So I, I was, which I applaud them for. Um, but, you know, a lot of the times we see things, you know, and, and I've done it myself, you know, that we think, oh, that's so inappropriate or whatever, but we never say anything. So, you know, I, I encourage people to just go and say something because in this case they did do something about it, you know. So 
Sue, you're making a really good point there, and uh, I'll get a, a comment from Melinda, but there is a sense in which you're describing something that's contagious. If nobody says anything, the other traders in the centre will think that's the way you get the attention of people to buy your product. But if somebody speaks up, there's this leadership thing. It's contagious too when you lead and you say something. Melinda, your thoughts? Well, there's that saying you might have heard, the standard you walk past is the standard you accept, and it's because we've all walked past for years that this is, where we're, this is what we're left with. This is the standard now, and that's why we have to stop walking past, make a complaint, speak out, complain to the store, complain to the centre management. If you don't want to complain face-to-face, you can get on to their social media pages, you can get onto their Facebook, you can make a complaint through their website. There's so many ways now to register your complaint, but yes, please uh, don't walk past because that's what creates uh, the problem, the ongoing problem when we don't, uh, we don't speak out. We, we have to speak out and there's strength in numbers. Thank you so much to Sue. Let's take another call. Erica is on the Gold Coast in Queensland. Hello, Erica. Welcome along. Thank you. Um, about your comment um, about primary school children abusing each other in a toilet, look... Mm. My children were in a private Christian school in Victoria and a grade six boy was abusing in the toilet quite badly um, a little preppy that was going to be a preppy next year. Um, Mm. And ten parents pulled out of that school, but still, Mm. it's been happening all the time. I think Jeremiah, not Jeremiah, 2 Chronicles 7.14 really applies if my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and ask forgiveness and seek. And I can't. Suddenly I've got a block. No, well, we know the verse that you're talking about there, and uh, it is something important. Uh, Humbling ourselves, pray, seeking the face of God, and uh, then... Can I ask a question of your caller? Sure. Uh, Can I ask how the school responded uh, to that that incident? That was the worst. The principal said and she was a Christian, I will not um, exclude that boy, I will not um, suspend him and send him going because as a Christian school we are a witness to him. Okay. Well, if that boy's doing that at grade six, what's he going to be doing in year seven, eight, nine, ten, if there is not some kind of disciplinary action? Uh, he is already learning to uh, commit crimes, to assault younger children, Action has to be taken. And also, the school has a duty of care. They have a legal duty of care to keep students safe. Uh, so the school has to take action. Um, the Christian witness is, is, is great. Of course it is. But action has to be taken because it's actually criminal offences happening on school property. Thank you so, so much to Erica. Could, could do something. Go on. Yeah, Erica, I appreciate your comments today. And uh, just Thank while we're talking, sharing. Erica, there is a certain sense, isn't there, Melinda, in which as adults uh, we think we can better process uh, these sorts of messages. And as someone reflected earlier, sometimes they just look funny. And you can, in some sense as an adult, uh, appreciate and uh, see and cut through the idea that sex sells and sometimes this is amusing but it's the children here that I'm hearing as a theme coming through in some of these comments and calls children are not processing that quite so well and their values are being messed up so we've got to take some action well I actually hold the position that no degrading so-called jokes and inverted commas messages 
ad depictions of women can ever be amusing or funny. And uh, you are correct that children are absorbing these messages and they are acting them out. Our children are being groomed, our little boys are being groomed to become sexual predators. That's the reality. That's not uh, overblown rhetoric. That's what's happening. We've got the evidence for it. More child uh, welfare experts are speaking out on this now that they are seeing a rise of child-on-child sexual assault. There's more children uh, being committed to... uh, uh, hospitals and to uh, to send counsellors and, and in, even in psychiatric care uh, because of being victims of the sexual assault of another child. Uh, so if we don't do something about this, we're going to see massive blowouts in our health budgets uh, in caring for both victims and uh, trying to reform perpetrators in, in future years. I'm hearing these stories like your last caller story every day of my life and it's getting worse. It's getting worse, and uh, just because you haven't heard much about it, it just means that uh, the news media, and the mainstream media in particular, uh, doesn't report that because it's become commonplace, those stories. Well, to be fair, to be fair, Neil, uh, we have had quite a bit of media on this, including in the last couple of weeks. Front page of the West Australian, uh, the Daily Mail, uh, the Courier Mail, and uh, media in the UK as well on this, on this subject. Uh, it is now come to the attention of mainstream media because it can't be ignored anymore. Uh, more children are having this experience, more parents are speaking out, more child welfare experts are speaking out. Uh, so it, it has uh, at last made its way into mainstream media coverage. But it's what we do with, after that, isn't it? Well, what's going to change, you know, in terms of regulation uh, to stop this happening? Melinda, when people go on to the Collective Shout website, they're going to see there's a whole lot of campaigns that you've got running. And while we'll, we'll talk about this one with the, the Wicked Campers, a quick insight, just in a nutshell, some of these other campaigns you've got running, uh, one called the Mecca Campaign. What is that one all about? So there's a product, a cosmetic company uh, has released, and it's a lip tint and a cheek tint. And it's got the slogan, Send Nudes, uh, with a backside on it. Again, this is supposed to be amusing. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a nude colour. However, given the current context, the current climate, uh, the encouragement of girls to uh, display themselves in sexualized ways, to uh, the pressure daily for sexual images uh, from boys, to have a company have a slogan like that in that current context when girls are being pressured is entirely inappropriate and irresponsible and we've had uh, experts such as Susan McLean uh, join us on this and say this is not something we want to encourage. So Mecca is uh, a uh, cosmetics chain and Mecca is selling this product and displaying it quite prominently. Uh, We contacted Mecca, we got a letter back recently that was uh, totally inadequate. Uh, So that's why we've uh, called on our consumers to uh, not shop at Mecca until uh, they get rid of this harmful product. Uh, So that's another campaign we have going. Uh, But yeah, check out the website and do what you can. Yep, it's a matter of uh, checking the website and seeing what campaigns are there. And if you agree with some of the sentiments that you'll read about there and a blurb about the campaign, then uh, don't be afraid to sign up. Uh, Another quick, uh, we're running out of time, but uh, you have... Uh, opportunity to speak at what are called resilient kids conferences and typically these are sort of in capital cities and there's a bunch of them coming up in capital cities but you're also taking them outside of capital cities and into some regional communities we are we've got our first one for the year in warnable have a look at uh, that on the resilient kids website 
Uh, we've also got one uh, on the Gold Coast. We're coming to Cairns for the first time, Tassie for the first time, where I'll be sharing a platform with uh, Steve Bidoff in uh, Launceston. Uh, we'll have events in Sydney and Adelaide and Melbourne. Uh, so have a look. Check it out. It's a fantastic conference and it's, it's accessible price-wise. Many of these conferences aren't because of the high-level speakers involved, uh, but this one is. And it's always packed out. It's always sold out. Uh, it's uh, run by Sharon Witt, uh, who's uh, also a speaker and a writer, and uh, she put this program together. Uh, so check out the Resilient Kids uh, website and get along to one of those where you will get practical tools and skills to help your child. Uh, everything from uh, mental health issues, depression, uh, anxiety, uh, self-harm. Uh, there's a speaker on uh, for parents who have children on the autism uh, spectrum. I'll be speaking about how to navigate a sexed-up world, how to navigate a pornified world, practical tips uh, for you to help your child, how we can help our children to be resilient uh, against these harmful uh, messages. So I'd love to commend that to your listeners, and thanks for the chance to do that. We've been talking about wicked campers, and there is a sense in which uh, there isn't a uniform legislation around the nation right now which might contain uh, the sorts of images that are being displayed, the sorts of slogans on these vans. Uh, You're in Canberra today, and you're talking to federal MPs. Uh, There is uh, the push now towards Western Australia, South Australia, New South Wales, and Victoria, because uh, some of the other states have got legislation. You want to see uniform legislation here, Melinda? Absolutely. It needs to be uniform because, remember, these are vans. They drive around across state borders. So without them being, without uniform legislation, uh, is only a, you know, a limited impact. So we want all of the states and territories to get on board here and move similar legislation to stop wicked campers where they don't abide by ad standards rulings. Now, Wicked uh, has been dishonest in the past. They have said that they would paint over the offending slogans. Uh, That was a lie. They've never done that. Uh, So that's why they need to be brought into line. And that's why we have our campaign to drive Wicked campers off our roads once and for all. And just a quick mention before we say goodbye, because you've got all these campaigns running, your time is consumed, you're Mm. advocating left, right and centre wherever you can, Melinda. You've got a very Mm. small but very efficient team that functions there at Collective Shout. I know you'd like a few more friends as well because funding is often one of those issues. You've got one eye on the game, you've got the other eye on whether you've got enough money to keep the lights on. Uh, What are your thoughts, uh, what's your encouragement to listen to support. Well, if listeners like uh, the sound of what we're doing, if they believe in it, if they understand uh, the good that we are trying to do, uh, the lights go off in June, Neil. The lights go off in June. Uh, we lose a major donor in June, and uh, that donor funds for our staff, uh, for part-time staff, and uh, we need to replace that, that money. Every gift is tax-deductible, and up until June, every gift is doubled. So, you know, your $50 becomes $100, your $500 uh, becomes 1000 So that's up until uh, June. We have that matched grant. Uh, so you could double your, you double your value of your gift today and get a tax deduction as well. Well, I'll uh, point so people 
to collectiveshout.org and uh, you can see all about the Wicked Campers campaign and other campaigns that are running there uh, with Collective Shout. Melinda Tankard-Reist, an author, speaker, advocate for women's rights. Uh, Melinda, thank you so much for taking some time to update our listeners on the challenges that you're out there battling every day. Really appreciate you and look forward to the next time we get a chance to have a chat like this. Well, on behalf of my colleagues, Neil, we're we're just so grateful for your support and to speak to your national audience. It's just a great opportunity for us, and we look forward to working with you again in future. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.